No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up, and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first-time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I am Kevin Cole. I'm joined once again on Thursdays by Lee Sharp. We're going to discuss a high-flying Thursday night football matchup. Um, and in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a season where all of these games are going over and we're seeing tons and tons of scoring, now we have a, a game with a 40-point over-under, which is almost un, unheard of in this environment. So, Lee, what are you thinking? Is let's talk about this game because well, first of all, let me let me just set up a little bit of background here. So, uh, obviously, it's it's Jets Broncos for the Broncos. We have Brett Rippon, who's going to not not Mark Rippon, Brett Rippon, who's going to be the uh, the quarterback coming in for uh, Jeff Driscoll, who was then coming in for Drew Locke. So we're on we're we're three down the food chain over there, and then there a lot of like injuries that we don't know what's going to happen or what's not going to happen from especially affecting us from a fantasy perspective we know Brashad Perryman is out we don't know about Jameson Crowder who could be back we don't know about Philip Lindsay who looks like he's also going to be back and I think that's an important guy we'll talk about because if there is like a good fantasy sort of option or props guy that is has a normal sort of workload that he's going to get and can be a fantasy option it was Melvin Gordon uh, presuming that Lindsay doesn't play, so we'll have to we'll have to go over that from a couple of different angles. But Lee, let me let me come to you first. This line has moved, uh, open at two and a half Broncos, and it kind of stuck a little bit on the Broncos side even after the quarterback change and all that all that stuff came through. But now it's it's moved through, and now it's up to about it's up to one and a half on the Jets side of things. What do you think? Yeah, I, I you know I think that that may just be some some money coming in a little bit. On the Jets side, right? The points between two and a half one way and two and a half the other aren't just aren't worth a whole lot, you know. And so I, I think that's mostly just kind of books reacting to to maybe they're taking a bit more more Jets money than they're taking Broncos money and just kind of sliding their line around a little bit. 
Yeah, I think we saw a similar thing with what was it Broncos Titans in that in that first week that we that we talked about. So yeah, it's it's a it's a absolute in absolute points. It's a big movement in relative probabilities of who's going to win or not. Not, not so big of a movement. If we hop on to PFF's uh, green line here, where we can look at all the different probabilities, it looks like there could be a, a tiny bit of value still on the Jets here, according to these numbers. I know most people peg the Jets as being you know, the worst team in the NFL. We have them pretty close to that, although not not quite there. They haven't had the easiest schedule to start the season, so that's something maybe you can hold out some hope for. And again, the quarterback change there. Uh, we'll, we'll see if this provides some sort of spark for for the Broncos, but, you know, it's, I think it's just unlikely that we're, we're going to find good quarterback play from that side of the ball, at least. Yeah, no, it's, it's you know, it's going to be a real challenge, I think, to to – get that to happen, you know, even with the jets being 32nd in coverage grade, it's, you know, the, the quarterback plays, you know, this guy is a undrafted free agent who sat on the Broncos practice squad until very recently. So, you know, you have to assume that he's not very good and uh, you know, it's going to be real, real tough. I think to find points in this game generally. Yeah. If you look at our uh, PFF ELO power rankings, we have, the Jets, uh, this, is, this is assuming the points they would be uh, above or below a average team on a neutral field. So we have the Jets at 31st, only above their compatriots in New York. Congratulations, New Yorkers. Um, who, the Giants are even, are even worse. But they're at negative 4.7 points. The Broncos, negative 3.3, so slightly better. But this is a game where it is at... Uh, it's at New York. So that probably makes up the difference in what we see. We, we see this moving a little bit here. And we, we have, you know, Rippon being about as, as slight, slightly above replacement level. So in that way, Darnold's a little bit better. So I guess if you can not lay too many points and get the better quarterback, that would be a, a way to lean in this. Yeah, I, I think I would if I'm if I want to play the side at all. I think I like taking, taking the Jets side just because we, we know a little bit more about them and we know that the quarterback – you know has done some things has had some good games while ripping we just it, it, we have we don't know obviously we haven't he hasn't played but we have to assume that we have to just sort of trust the coaching as a prior right and assume that he's not good yeah speaking of trust the coaching there are there are rumors that if the jets lose this game uh adam gaze everyone's favorite head coach could be on his way out so um, are we, what narrative are we going with here? Are we going with the players want him gone? So they're, so they're going <laughs> to, they're going to tank this game or is he rallying the troops? Is, 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 is gaze, you know, I was going to say he's looking directly into, into their eyes, but we saw during their press conference that he has, he has difficulty with that. But is, is he, is he going to give a stirring rendition of, you know, remember the Titans or something before a speech, before they go out here and, and get them going. That's the type of narrative that we need to be analyzing on this podcast, I think. Yeah. Maybe Sam Darnold is seeing the ghost of Adam Gase. Um, no, uh. I... I uh, I don't think that uh, you know that that they necessarily like Adam Gase that much. I would assume because he hasn't been leading them to a lot of victories. I don't you know hear you know usually if the if the coach is well liked at this point, I think you'd be hearing statements from players in the media about oh you know we really like him, we really want him to stay, etc. And there, there, there's just nothing. Um, but that said, I still think the players are going to try their best to win the game, right? Like like these players have their own contracts to think about their 
their own futures to think about. And, you know, playing poorly is not going to help them. Uh, you know, they can only control what they can control and they want to do well for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And God, I'm, I'm just digging further into these numbers. It's, it's kind of difficult to be this bad across across the board, but I was looking at some of the our expected points added EPA metrics here for for the Jets. So I like to look at it a couple of different ways. I like to look at it in the you know the per play numbers for for runs and for dropbacks. I also like to look at success rate because sometimes plays that are uh, teams that are continually successful but they're not getting the chunk plays that can turn around. So it looks like in success rate. For the run, the Jets are 26th. For their EPA per run is 30th, 29th in dropback success rate, 31st in dropback EPA. Um, and when you combine that all together, total EPA per play, 32nd. So, yeah, we got uh, we got some work to do in this game. But, okay, it's not going to be the most exciting game. We, we already know that. But what can help here is we have a new sponsorship, a new relationship with Prize Picks. Dot com. Now, if anyone wants to check this out, it's really a simple way to get some action down on the game, and it's a way to use the specific player projections. Now, we, we talk about the props tool and some work that we have there for, for dealing with betting props. This is kind of like props, but a little bit different because it's individual fantasy players, and you're using their fantasy projection. So in this particular game, if you're looking, if you think, you know what, I'm looking for Sam Darnold to bounce back. I think he's going to score, you know, more fantasy points than what, than what they have him projected for. And looking on here right now, it's 13 fantasy points. So it's a pretty low amount. You can go ahead and pick him. And then you can pick anywhere from one other to four other players and then try to group them together. And then you earn different amounts. Uh, You can make different amounts, whether or not they all hit or not. And uh, right now, if you sign up on prizepicks.com and use the code PFF, you can get 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Uh, so, Lee, we've, we've looked at some of this stuff. Let me, let me know. You've perused through here. Is there any you know, strategy-wise how you would approach this, player-wise how you would approach this for this matchup? Yeah, so um, a couple things leaned out to me is, um, one – this is obviously going to be a low scoring game. Typically that involves a lot of field goals and uh, well, two of the people that you're allowed to take are the kickers. And you know, the, the, when I was looking at it before uh, it was uh, one was at seven and one was at six. Yeah. It looks uh, like McManus, the, the Denver kickers at seven and then Sam Ficken for the Jets is at six. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and this is a this is uh, in addition to, of course, they get one point per point after touchdown, but it's not three for every field goal. The, the way their scoring system works is you do get points if you get longer field goals, right? With the you know, if it's 40 to 49 yards, they'll give you four points, at 50 plus yards, they'll give you five points. And so, you know, the, there, there is some, some high swing opportunity, especially if you think about, hey, these offenses aren't as good. There's going to be a little bit more back and forth with field goals, wanting to take some risks, not having confidence in your offense. Uh, and so that makes me kind of like, uh, Hey, just, you know, taking both the kickers on the over and, and, uh, you know, hoping for a field goal, loving touchdown free game. Yeah. Well, that's uh, a good way to, it's like an emotional hedge also for the fact that <laughs> you you're going to be beating yourself up for watching a potential snooze fest. But when you see all those field goals in now, you're feeling better. You're feeling better about that when you're not seeing touch ons happen. Yeah. I mean, one thing else also I want to mention on here, and we may have discussed this in prior weeks when talking about props is that the projections that you're seeing on here, 
so you shouldn't necessarily match them up uh, directly with our fantasy projections. For instance, if you're going to look at, it doesn't matter whether it's the kickers or really any of the position players here, uh, quite often you're going to find the fantasy projection amounts are higher than the amounts you're seeing on here. And that's because the way the distribution of outcomes happens, you know, there's, there's a bunch of outcomes where they're not scoring many points at all. And then there are a few outcomes where they're scoring vastly more points than than what their their mean projection is so because of that distribution you're going to have a mean projection that's going to be higher than what their median projection is or in other words if you're really saying is this going to happen 50 percent of the time or not and you don't care about what the average is over time uh then these then these these things are going to skew to the to the downside now they call it a projection but it's really like an over under line that they're looking at yeah, yeah, because once you 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 know you pick any of the the players you want between two to four, uh, as long as they're on two different teams, and uh, then you you just pick when you pick a player, there's a projection number, and you just say over or under. So yeah, you're looking kind of for the median, and yeah, I agree with you on on why the numbers are different. Um, yeah, so another, I, I, I oh, go ahead, go for it. No, I was gonna say I, I was looking through here a bit more, and I think some of this is gonna be an in, an injury dependent sort of thing. But as I flip through here, I mean, there are, there are a couple of guys, and it's, it's, really, it's really, like I said, going to depend whether or not they can play or not. Uh, Braxton Berrios is going to be nine and a half. I would probably like to take the under on that because he's someone who blew up last week without Crowder. He was playing out of the slot, uh, you know, scoring a touchdown. A lot, a lot of people may be high on him. I think he's probably an easy guy to fade in this, in this circumstance. And then... Uh, I was thinking about, well, you know, if you're going to fade him, who, you, who might you be interested in? And I think Tim Patrick falls into a kind of an opposite uh, of, uh, position on the other side of the ball where you have Jerry Judy who's a little bit banged up. Um, you have Patrick who's going to be operating over the middle of the field. And, you know, KJ Hamler has been coming on, but I don't know how much uh, he's going to be able to contribute also. So he's only at seven. So, so maybe the over on someone like him, I think it's an interesting play also. Yeah, um, one of the things that that jumped out to me looking at numbers for receivers uh, in particular is a lot of these are really sort of touchdown based in a lot of ways, right? It's sort of, hey, uh, you know, especially when you're looking at something like a mean projection, right? That's essentially assuming, well, there's this percent chance that this person get a gets a touchdown. But of course, in reality, like they're going to either get the touchdown and get the six points or they're not. Um, so one of the things that I kind of liked doing, given that sort of framework, is uh, want is they they let you do this sort of four 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 way play, and uh, taking sort of two receivers from each of the teams um, uh, or tight ends, but just you know people who catch the ball generally, and that way you can the, the, because they're sort of competing for one another in terms of for target share you know it's more likely that uh they'll hit unders right like the more you risk one going the over the more likely it is the other one gets gets an under especially for something like touchdowns and so you know if you took two receivers from each team or two ball catchers from each team you know right like something like uh, you know, Fant Judy and then, you know, Barrios Hogan or something, assuming that all those play, you can, you can sort of take all of them on the under uh, and they have the, the flex play option where if one of them you get wrong, you still get, uh, you know, 1.5 X uh, 
if you get three right and one wrong. So, you know, that's, that, that's kind of a strategy that, that, that appeals to me in terms of, Hey, I know that, you know, probably one of these people is going to get a touchdown, even with, you know, the quarterbacking and offensive strength of these teams being what it is. Uh, but this allows me to, uh, sort of mitigate this risk going, Hey, probably most of these people aren't going to, and, and sort of taking the unders and allowing myself a little bit of flex in case someone does. Yeah, well, this is a, you know, it's an interesting new game. I mean, we're going to be checking it out and continuing to, to analyze some of this over the weeks. And I think the good third part about it is um, it's really kind of an easy way to click through and to, and, and to pick a few sides. And, and, and like I said, hopefully we can pick out some, some good ways to take advantage of the system there. Again, it's prizepicks.com. Use code PFF and you get 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Uh, now, the last thing we want to talk about is we want to talk about DraftKings Showdown Contest, uh, which is kind of one of my specialties here. And I'll just talk really quickly about some of the numbers that came through here. I mean, Melvin Gordon, he's the highest price guy on the slate. Uh, if you look at his, his flex salary is 11000 His captain's salary is sixteen five. And I'm predicting a pretty big ownership over 20% in, in the captain for him. So I don't know if there's gonna be a lot of value there, but the guys that I do like, uh, I mentioned Tim Patrick before. I think he is a very, very interesting play for, for the Broncos. Uh, another guy I find interesting is LaMichael Pirine, who is a backup running back for the Jets because Last week was his first week. He's, he was injured. He was pretty involved in running and, and passing. And yet, if you look at the pricing, he's way down at only, um, at only 1,800 as a flex play, whereas uh, Kellen Balage is up at 5,800 and Frank Gore is up at 6,400. And you just don't know. Maybe they'll want to turn it over to him as an option going forward. He's a younger guy. Uh, you know, they don't necessarily, even with Le'Veon Bell coming back, I don't think that they're not wedded to him for a very, for a very long time. So those are two guys that, that I picked out as I thought could be interesting options. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It certainly, you know, uh, makes sense that Gordon would be somebody who'd be a super popular choice, right? He's probably like sort of the most reliable person in this, in this match in terms of getting points. Uh, so, you know, I like kind of the, the strategy of, uh, you know, sort of finding these unlikely outcome or, you know, sort of less likely, but, but very, very live to hit, uh, you know, uh, people that you're trying to find that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so this is kind of the, the galaxy brain play, which I, which I like a lot here, um, is, Okay, so I, I don't project out the the second quarterbacks, the backup quarterbacks on these teams because normally they're they're not involved. But it's not unprecedented unprecedented for them to show up in optimal lineups in these showdown contests. We saw it with Baker Mayfield after uh, Terod Taylor got injured a couple of years in his rookie season. I think we've seen some guys, some other guys, come in here. And so, if there ever was a game where you're thinking not only is there that ever-present injury possibility, but there's a, a benching possibility. It would be if things are really bad to start this game and let's say Brett Rippon gets benched and then Jeff Driscoll is inserted back in, into the game. Uh, that is a play where you can, you know, we talk about in, in, in this game, you really want to be unique and you want to be um, diversified from everyone else. I mean, 
Driscoll's still on there. He costs a lot of money. He's, he, you know, he's, he's just, he's a little bit more expensive on here than Rippon is because he, we didn't know whether or not he was going to be the starter going into this week. So not many people are going to want to float anything out there, but if we're talking about throwing in one entry, uh, if, you're, if you're doing a bunch of entries, you know, it's kind of, uh, starting to, to, to flow some of his picks in there, whether it be the captain or the flex, if they're really down a lot, he's going to have to pass it a lot. He's going to have to potentially scramble and run a lot. And he could end up, he could even end up being the, the, the winning captain potentially, but more likely be a, be a flex option. That'll be in an optimal lineup and not many people will have him roster. That is a, a, like is your galaxy brain was the right word. You went, you went deep on that one, but that is, that is intriguing. The backup quarterback, but you know, I, yeah, I see what you're saying, right? Like, you know, if he, if he starts off and throws a couple picks, you know, I can easily see, you know, the Broncos coach at Vangio and just kind of going, Nope, you're, you're done. I tried, but no. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I mean, Locke will be back. Locke will be back. So I don't think he's really, he could just be shuffling between these two guys every other week. So that, that, that change could happen at halftime. So that's my, that, that's my pick to throw it out there. Low likelihood of happening. Uh, if it does happen, high high likelihood of, of being able to profit off of it so so that that's what i would say there all right lee well thank you again for for joining me here again this is a thursday edition of the pff uh daily betting podcast everyone we come at you every single day so enjoy this thursday night matchup and then uh hopefully it'll be a little bit better than the debates were and uh, you, you can get through that and make it through to this weekend thanks everybody